In a world where uncertainty reigns supreme, where shadows of chaos dance at every turn, one truth emerges unyielding. Preparation is not a luxury, but a lifeline. Behold the Wellness Company, a beacon of readiness amidst the tempestuous seas of fate. Envision a sanctuary of tranquility, where the tumult of unforeseen medical crises finds no purchase. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit stands as a bastion of assurance, a fortress of resilience against the unseen foes of health. Within its sacred confines lie the tools of salvation. Ivermectin, to ward off the insidious whispers of disease. Emergency antibiotics, to quell the raging storms of infection. Antivirals, to vanquish the relentless tides of contagion and more. The Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is not merely a collection of supplies. It is the embodiment of preparedness itself. Crafted by the hands of esteemed healers led by luminaries such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, this kit stands as the pinnacle of safety, the zenith of prevention. These truth-seeking doctors have forged a testament to vigilance, a testament to the unwavering pursuit of well-being. Embrace the certainty that comes from being armed against adversity. Embrace the Wellness Company, for in its embrace lies the promise of resilience, the promise of a brighter tomorrow amidst the chaos of today. Don't wait for the next crisis to strike. Visit twc.health forward slash strange planet and use promo code strange planet for an exclusive 10% discount. Prepare today and rest easy tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, the world's most popular Bigfoot blogger gets out from behind his computer and actually goes into the field and then gets the shock of his life. I'm a blogger, okay? I write about these things, but this is unreal. This is not supposed to happen because I know about Bigfoot reports or big, of people who are in this field. They'll go 20, 30 years without a single action. Here I am, second night. There's things that's coming into our camp. This podcast is brought to you by Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners. Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners is committed to helping people when tragedy strikes. Their objective is to restore safety to an environment in the most professional and discreet manner possible. Crime and Trauma Scene Cleaners, Canada's decontamination specialists. Call them at 1-866-724-0800. For more information, go to crimescenecleaners.ca. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. Sean Evidence, Bigfoot blogger, YouTube creator, is standing by to discuss his encounter. But first, a sad note. We lost Stanton Friedman on Monday, widely regarded as the grandfather of modern-day ufology. He passed away at 84. I interviewed Stanton several times over the years. I ran into him many times at UFO conferences across North America. He was such a warm and engaging gentleman, and he just loved 
what he did. He was so passionate. He loved speaking with people and sharing his knowledge, and his voice will be missed. Stanton Friedman, gone at 84. San Oriyavong, also known as Sean Evidence, is a Bigfoot blogger, YouTube creator. His blog, Bigfoot Evidence, was one of the most visited cryptozoology blogs in the world and featured on Coast to Coast AM's trending topics several times. With his wife, Sherry, they run Squatchable.com and focus most of their time interacting with fans on their YouTube channel, Bigfoot Evidence, discussing reports and stories. Several years ago, Sean and other fellow researchers, including one prominent researcher from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, had a sighting that changed their lives. Several Bigfoot came into their encampment during an expedition near Sierra City in the Plumas National Forest. They recorded tree-peaking behavior and rock-throwing on their thermal imager. Over the years, readers of his blog have shared everything from compelling Bigfoot footage to information on secret locations where prominent Bigfoot interactions occurred. Sean Evidence, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. That's a wonderful handle. We were discussing it prior to the show. But of course, you're all about the evidence. How did you get into this fascinating field of Bigfoot research? Well, it's kind of funny. Um, I remember there was a, a video on YouTube, and, and um, it was like a uh, uh, some kids in up there in um, in Oregon, I think, a long time ago in Oregon. They recorded some 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 Bigfoot, like some dark creature or something, walking down to the river. And I did a breakdown of it, right? It was like it had like one or two views, right? At the time I, I saw it, it came up on my recommendation. And uh, I watched it, and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. So I kind of slowed it down, and I put in my own spin on, on YouTube. And all of a sudden, um, it just went viral. It got like a million views, I think. And um, I and I just like, wow, this is kind of cool, because I love Bigfoot. You know, I watch the Monster Quest stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just started a blog, and I, I'm not a good writer or anything. I've never written anything. I mean, I, I, I'm so bad. But, yeah, I just started a blog, and... And uh, um, I blogged about it. I put a link uh, to my blog on that video that had like a million views, and people started coming. And then I just uh, I just couldn't stop, you know. And uh, that was, you know, everything's history from there. I mean, it just everything just blew up. And I just I mean I've been doing it for for years now. But <laughs> and when did you <laughs> first start? Got into it. And and when did you first yeah. started going out into the field and t- trying to track Bigfoot, etc.? Okay, so. So this is what happened. So I've kind of, kind of got thrown into this, right? Uh, that whole thing. I was, I was just, I was just happy to read about Bigfoot and just watch TV shows about Bigfoot. But then I started um, discovering about this, um, this guy. I started hearing about this guy who, who said he shot um, some Bigfoots up in the northern, um, up over there in um, near Truckee, and. And um, so I, I started following this, like everyone else, started blogging about it. And then um, and then I just, I got in touch with the guy. And then, um, and then everybody just started getting together and just trying to figure out what happened, you know? But, um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really long story, but um, the first time I went out, um, I was actually, the second night, okay. I mean, I went. Anyways, we went up to this location with um, um, some Bigfoot researchers from BFRO. Yes. And um, and the, the big, big guy is a uh, Barcatino. You know, he's really big researcher over here. Right. And so, so we we, we drove up there. Actually, he didn't he didn't show up the first night because he was just doing his own thing in um, uh, Humboldt County somewhere. Um, and he's more interested in the um, Patterson Ginlin location. Yes. You know, Patty. Oh yes. Okay. So he's yeah. So he's down there doing his thing. He's always down there. And so we're, we're over there, and uh, um, we were at this location with um, a film producer, Rose Sahibi. And he's just filming. He brought his camera. But I tell you what, um, this one night um, actually changed my life. Um, actually, it's several nights. But um, I, I can get more into detail. But but the, what happened was. Um, the second the, the first night was kind of quiet right but the second night 
um, we wake up because some something came into our, our camp, and we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be looking for um, some evidence of where this guy um, hit the body. You probably heard of him, Justin Smia. Was this the, the, the news? Was this the one that turned out to be a hoax? He claimed he had it in a, in a sort of um, he put it on ice and he and uh, is this the one I'm thinking? Oh of? no, that no. No, that's that's Rick Dyer. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. If you want to talk about him, we can we can go on. <laughs> no, no. We'll, we'll leave the, we'll leave him aside yeah. for a moment. But okay, so this was another yeah. episode where someone claimed he had shot a Bigfoot and hid the body. Yes, yes, and you probably heard about. It, but anyways, this guy. So, so here's how it happened, though. Okay, so I'm in Sacramento. I'm just a blogger. Okay. And so I hear about this guy. I don't know where he lives. Okay, I don't know. I don't know where he lives. I'm in Rancho. I'm, I was actually in Rancho Cordova. I was just, just um, it's near Sacramento, um, city. But so I'm in Rancho Cordova. And so I'm, I'm I'm writing blogging about this guy. I'm just trying to figure out who this guy is and everything. There was no name attached to this story. It was just a bear hunter. Okay, bear hunter. He saw a a mom Bigfoot. And then he shot it, and then some babies came came running out of the bush, and he sh- uh, he shot one of the babies. It rolled down the hill. Okay, so it took a long time for for me to find out what's actually going on, and it, 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 this story is real. So, anyways, he finally came out, and we finally figured out who this guy was, and his name was Justin Smia. And it turns out, this guy is just what like six miles down the road from me okay and wow. so and, and yeah just six miles down the road okay i'm like what in the world you know you hear about the simulation people talk about simulation you know i'm like this is like a glitch in the simulation you know <laughs> <laughs> like come on right and um so well yeah, another thing too is um I, I, you know as i'm blogging i'm learning about all these Things about Bigfoot, like the Sierra sounds. I can get into that with you two later. But Sierra sounds, right? And then I heard about um, there's two guys, um, Al Berry and Ron Moorhead. Oh, I know Ron. Yes. And it, yes, and um, and Al Berry died, right? And it was in the news in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Turns out he just lives like right down the block from me. Okay. Wow. Al Berry, he died of a heart attack. Something. Synchronicity number two. Oh. Yeah, so I, I don't understand, right? I'm like, what is going on here, right? So I'm like, okay, this is what the universe wants. I'm just going to keep doing it. Anyways, <laughs> it's a really weird thing. I, that's why I feel like I, I'm like, either the simulation is about me or what. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> so, so we so, find out. Um, yeah, go ahead. So you were up in, again, you were, you're near Sierra City in, this is the Plumas yes. National Forest. Yeah, and you exactly. were up there with a, a Bigfoot field research organization member. Yeah. Yes, and there was a there was a, a couple of us up there. Okay, we don't tell anyone we're going up there because no one knows the location. Everybody's been, everybody's been trying to track the location. The only person that knows it is uh, my friend Barcatino with the BFRO, right? And um, a few other guys, and then Justin Smia, the guy who shot the Bigfoot. Okay, so we're up there, and uh, I remember this is a really exciting time for me, you know, and. Um, I mean, it's a it's a long time ago, but it's at the point at the point. This is like the height of my blog, you know. A lot of views on my blog. Anyways, very exciting time. So, anyways, we went down to a location, no action, um, and the the first the first night, but the second night though, um, what happened was I was sleeping in the tent, and um, and and my friend Ro was uh, in the same tent too. We shared a tent, and I'm like, it's like really late, you know. Anyways. Uh, I, Someone wakes me up. It was him. Pulls on my leg. He said, "Hey, get up!" Right? He said, "Something's in, something's in our uh, camp." I was like, "Oh, whatever," you know, because I'm like, "Come on!" Now, if whatever is happening, I'm like sleepy. Like whatever's happening, it's probably not important, you know. So he grabs his camera. He's like, "Wake up!" And then uh, so I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." So I went back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he. He, he goes and chases it and chases thing and a whole bunch of people got up to and so they come back and they told me what happened told me that um um justin uh, and um one of our one of the group members uh was uh, just sitting around a fire fire place and they heard something like footsteps like huge footsteps coming down the hill and 
and um, and so they they say this they saw it running, and they started going after it, and they woke um, um, they tried to wake us up, and Ro got up, and he took his camera, and they chased after it. Anyways, I got up. I, I felt so dumb, but um, but and I miss on I miss out on this uh, action. They call it action, you know. Right. And when there's right. something going on, they call it action. When there's nothing going on, there's no action. So it's like Bigfoot thing. The BFO uses a lot, you know, action. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so the next morning, we get up. Sure enough, man, there was like footprints, like big, big, beautiful footprints all around us. Okay. I, um, and um, we go up the hill. I walk up the hill. Actually, it was me. I walk up the hill. I see these footprints, okay? Just, and immediately, okay, I'm thinking, okay, either this is a, another simulation thing or someone's playing pranks on me, okay? I'm, I'm a blogger, okay? I write about these things. I'm a pretty, my blog was really popular at the time. I'm like, is someone playing tricks on me here? What's going on here, you know? And, but all these people I trust, I trust, they're my friends, okay? They spend a night at my house, okay, they're my friends. And, you know, and sleep on my couch. So, but, I'm like, this is, this is unreal. This is not supposed to happen because I, I know about, I know about Bigfoot reports or or people who are in this field. They'll go 20, 30 years without single action. Here I am second night there's that's things that are coming coming into our camp and you and you slept and, right through it yeah i slept right through it because i'm like whatever right whatever man i slept right through it <laughs> yeah and, and 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 so so immediately actually that night they actually call bart because bart was in um in, in Humboldt, you know doing his passing gimlin research down there I, th- I think they were trying to find because this this place changed so much over 30 years you know yes 35 years that they, they, it's like they, they don't they're just trying to relocate the place and find the trees and what matches the pictures anyway right. they found it now though but it's a big project It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. CBD, three simple letters, but so good for the body and for the mind. Ancient Life Oils, CBD is all organic, made with pure hemp and blended with three other oils for maximum benefit and absorption. It truly is a life oil and CBD has been around for a very long time. It's non-psychoactive, meaning you won't get high. It comes in a little bottle, but delivers big relief. I take an eyedropper full of this liquid gold every morning. I used to feel a twinge in my lower back when I would bend over to tie my shoes. Now, nothing. And I have to say, since I've been taking Ancient Life CBD oil, I don't get stressed or feel anxiety. You really ought to think about adding it to your daily regimen. Visit ancientlifeoil.com and check it out. They have newly reduced prices because the good people at Ancient Life Oil believe in passing their savings on to you. Ancient Life Oil, the Ferrari of CBD products. If there's one thing money can't buy, it's sanity. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Cryptozoology blogger Sean Evidence is here. So you went up there with Justin Smia and he was trying to locate where he, he supposedly killed two Bigfoot, right? Two Sasquatch. Uh-huh. And was he... No, no. So he, he shot he shot the mom. The mom ran away. The adult. He calls it, he calls it the adult. Okay. The, the adult. The, I, I, think, I think it was the mom. And... But did he bury one of them or... Yeah, so... So, um... He was trying to help you find happened. it? Okay. Yeah, okay. 
here's, here's what happened. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I, I don't think this, this was ever talked about. Um, when I have the DVD too, it's, a, it's, it's like a secret DVD that only a few people have, but I, I have it. I got to find it. But anyways, um, when word got out that he shot an adult Bigfoot and a baby Bigfoot, um, he also revealed that um, he hit the Bigfoot underneath some um, trees, some, some branches, you know, some leaves, so that he can come back. Cause it, was, it had snow up there. So I guess he was scared because it looked like, it looked like a, a, a baby, a, a human. Right. He was scared or something. It was, like, it, it was animal and human at the same time. He was like, what is this, right? He hit it. And then this person, I've, I've been to that. Anyway, he hit it. So, so we, so he, he goes on the forum, he talks about it, and then some, and um, he, he goes to this taxi Jeremy forum on the, on the web. He talked about it, and he's like, I don't know where shot. And, and, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, from the Olympus, Olympus Project, Randy, Derek Randos. Derek Randos heard about it. And, and Derek Randall says, hey, um, you got to go back there uh, and take your GPS back there so, we, so, you, can, so you can tell us where it is because this is the biggest scientific discovery of all time if you, if you can recover the body, okay? And Derek Randall has a lot of connections up there, okay, in Oregon. In Oregon, Washington. Okay. And, and he got in touch with Dr. Meldrum. Dr. Melton said, hey, um, all you really need is a skull, really. Is it a skull or a hand? A skull, I think. And Justin, okay, I'll go, I'll go over there. So Justin drives up there. It's about, it's about almost, almost three hours to get from Sacramento to, to that location. So he drives up there with the G- GPS loca- locator and everything. Um, so he looks for it and, and where he buried it. It, was, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Maybe got washed up with the snow. No one knows, okay? Um, but he did find some flesh that was eventually um, tested, okay? But it was from that vicinity. Um, but it's unsure at the time what it was. Right. So, so when this, so they waited. They waited about. I mean, it's really hard to get there. It got snowed in, so they waited for the snow to melt. And um, I think it was in July, okay, the snow melted. And here's what happened. It's like, you got all these people. I have the DVD. All these people showed up. Um, that um, Derek Reynolds, you got Dr. Jeff Meljam, you got Bobo from Finding Bigfoot. You, you, you know the big guy? Oh, yes. And this is, yeah, this is before he was, uh, you know, a big star, you know? And... Yeah, Bobo looked really young to be there too. I was like, well, this is, I'm a big fan of Bobo. I, was, I saw him in his, in I saw him in the wild, you know, in the DVD. I thought it was pretty cool. See Bobo, and he's out there too, and and um. So they're all trying to help him. They're all trying to help him find the, the the skull, right? Yeah, it was a big expedition. This is a big expedition, and they they had forty people up there. They had like helpers up there, like chopping up trees. Like bushes, you know. Right, right. And and just because there's a a, um, a stream, a creek, a small creek that that goes um, through the these thick brush, like a football field size. Okay, and 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 that's where these bears came out too, or bigfoots. I mean, bears, bigfoot. There's bears out there too. Okay, maybe he's hunting bear. So, right, right. He thought he was so, shooting a so, bear. It was an accident. Yeah, yeah. And he said they were making like sounds, like wah, 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 okay, like talking. Anyways, so it's a stream that goes down, down into a canyon, and so they're thinking, okay, now that the snow uh, melt melted, maybe the body um, went down with the snow, snow melt. Right, down and into so the canyon. Anyways, it got washed down into yeah. the canyon. Mm-hmm. So, so they, there's a lot of people, I'll tell you, in this video. And I was like, and this, to me, it's, it's, um, to me, it's like a, um, it's one of those big 
big expedition. You know, it's kind of like people going to, going to explore like um, the Great Pyramids back in the day. You know, sure. It kind sure. of it kind of feels like that watching this. Yeah, it's like watching anybody, it, everybody who was anybody in the Bigfoot research world was there. It, yes, you got biologists, you got you know the foot expert, you got everybody up there, and this is like, I don't know, I mean. This is incredible. It's incredible, and um, and I remember um, watching the DVD. It was like forty-five minutes long, and I was like, "This is this is incredible." And but anyways, so so there, and but no one found anything, and you know, um, and people have been up there. Um, they just go up and down the canyon and just looking. Right, that's that's the reason why we went is so we can look. And you know, I know that people have been down there before. I mean, been up there. I mean, and. And hadn't found anything, but you know maybe we could get lucky, right? Right. So you went back and up there to you went back up to Plumas National Forest with yeah. Justin, and then so mm-hmm. then you had the you slept through it, but there was the one encounter. Uh, yeah. Then yes. you saw the Bigfoot prints. So then what happened right. after that? Okay, so we we convinced Bob to drop whatever he's doing at the Patterson Gimlin site, and said you got to come up here. And I don't think Bart believed us too. Like there's something going on up here, you know. And um, and but he he and then he has he has some business he has running too. Anyway, so he 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 came back. He came to us like um, a day later, I think. It wasn't that long. So he he came he came up there. And I think we were trying to get Matt Moneymaker to come up there too. Um, but he didn't come. And so we. We waited for him. So, anyways, we we just we just like just 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 shock, you know, just what's going on. I am, I was, because you're not supposed to see or hear anything. Okay, I mean, not, I'm, you're not. No one gets that lucky. I mean, people get happy after 15 years that they hear a wood knock response. Right, or to see a foot, or away. to see a footprint. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see a footprint. They get so happy when they're taking pictures and taking Instagram selfies with it. Come on, that's that's the way things. That's the way things typically are. It's pretty boring, you know, most of the time, you know. And for for us to 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 witness um, what happened, it was just incredible. So 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 Barcom and and he brought his um, thermal thermal imager with us uh, with him. Yeah, we had like we had a couple. We had like two. Justin has one, and Bart has one. And um, and he's Bart. Bart's like therming all the time. That's his thing. I mean, for us, we don't have thermal images. You know, we we just sitting there around the fireplace. But it doesn't matter if it's daytime or nighttime. He's just therming all the time. And um, and so it was getting late this one this one night, and we just everyone just chilling. You know, it's like four people. Four people down um, just far by the fireplace, and just, I was just chilling too. And you know, Bart's constantly thermoing around us. And so Bart said, "Hey, um, let's, um, let's let's go therm." I said, "Okay, you know, like, let's like go therm. That's the terminology. <laughs> let's go therm." Okay, I- I'm learning the lexicon here. Yeah, right. It's, it's new to me too. <laughs> so, all right, so um, I go and these guys are chatting and uh, around uh, around the fireplace. So we walk, We started up this hill. I'm always creeped out after that episode about everything, and all the trees around me. Like, I always feel like something's going to grab me, you know? I mean, you're in the middle of the woods. You just, you just feel like something's going to grab you. So I'm, like, staying close to him. I got my own camera, too. I have I had a Sony, night, uh, Sony camera that has night vision. Right. I don't know if they still make those these days, but ghost hunters love them. You know, these um, um, these night vision cameras um, that we can record at night. So I, I, what I did was I I, I souped up mine. I had like a infrared um, a lens on my um, high power um, flashlight. So um, with infrared, you can't see the light really um, because infrared. But but my camera will pick up the infrared light, so I can I, I can illuminate things like you know, a hundred yards away right. with this thing. And I can see it clearly. Um, but the only problem is that 
um, with infrared, even though it's not visible, like when you, uh, it's not visible when it spreads out. Um, it's visible if you look directly at the um, the lamp, though. It's red, and and so, so if someone's looking at you, they they know that you're shining um, some kind of light at them. So it's a red light, and um, Bart, you know, he's he doesn't like this, you know. He's like uh, anti-infrared uh, because... Right, you're going to scare uh, away whatever you're trying to, to track. Yeah, uh, but not only that, um, um, there's a theory that Bigfoot can see infrared, right? They can they can actually see um, this light, and, um, and which is the reason why um, you never catch them on um, um, the game camps. Game camps give off this infrared light and it just flashes like every couple of seconds flashes and oh, um, i see so someone, they avoid it right yeah, yeah they avoid it and someone 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 proved this to me because i believe them you know i was walking around with my camera and and um and they had uh they have trail cameras game cameras all around the area and they said okay um you, you don't believe me you don't believe us that uh that that uh, um uh, game cams give off infrared here point your Point your Sony camera towards uh, that tree over there. So I, I I point the camera towards the tree, and yeah, I can actually see the infrared like flashing. I'm like, huh, interesting. No wonder why uh, things avoid things that can see infrared. You know, right? Okay. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. So you can actually walk around the forest and nobody uh, with the uh, night vision and see flashing things if, if they have a uh, game camera. Anyway, so so I walk up the hill with Bart, and uh, um, so I I'm not turning. I'm not using my camera. I, I carry it with me just in case. Case that's action, right? We're just standing, Bart. You know, we're just talking, talking about what happened the other night, and we go up, we go up, we turn, turn up the hill, and we're just standing, you know, just just chatting. And um, the Bart uh, decides to point the camera down towards um, where uh, the fireplace, where everyone's sitting, sitting around, and he noticed something just. I, just walking, just walking around, just by people, and and he said, he said "Hey, Sean, uh, I'm I'm seeing something here. I've got words. We can this, we have a video out on YouTube that that probably has my um my um my voice because I was kind of scared at the time. Like, what are you seeing? You know, because I don't have a thermal imager, right? And only thing only thing I'm hearing is Bart." really calm, really quiet, telling me about what he's seeing through the thermal imager. And what he was what he was recording, I mean these thermal images back then, the resolution's really low. So but what he was seeing was this thing just walking back and forth, right? And and we also on the thermal imager you can you can you can tell where the people at the um, fireplace was, and the, and this thing, this thing, was walking in the and in between us, between the fireplace and me and Bart, it's just like walking around the forest, right? And then what's really freaky was that it threw a rock, like a you can, and it's like a glowing rock, and the only thing that glows and on the thermal imager is something that has heat. Right, Some right. kind of heat. And I'm like, okay. Um, Who, where did, in what direction did he throw the rock? At the people sitting around the campfire? Um, no, he threw it at a tree. So it looks like there were, um, I think there was two of them, okay? That's, I think that's, there's two of them, and they were throwing a rock, maybe trying to communicate or something, okay? And... When when we try to reproduce this, it's really hard to get an object that that heated to create that kind of um, imagery on a thermal imager. So so we think that it was probably holding onto that rock for a while. Right, it, it warmed it with its own body. Yeah, yeah. But what? So this is this is so um, this is again mind blowing to me. Okay, I'm like scared at this point. 
I'm like, what is going on? You know, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Comes to my mind all the time when, when I'm doing this stuff. And so I'm like, and and I don't want to. I want to record it too, but the rule is I can't use. I you know you don't want to scare. You don't want to spook these things. So Bart's recording them. I don't want to spook them with my uh, infrared. Well, did he at least allow you to look through the 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 uh, the viewfinder? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was so like these things were going in and out of the trees. So it wasn't like they're just sitting there and and you can watch every movement. Right. Did you get a sense of how big it was? Yeah, yeah. So we have a um, a friend. And he's uh, six seven or something like that. He's pretty tall. And we did a we do what we call a recreation. Okay, a recreation is when you um, you you locate exactly where the subject was, and you have someone stand there. And Finding Bigfoot does this a lot on TV, right? You put Bobo. They use some talkers like Bobo, and they try to take. Um, accurate measurements of how high the tall the creature was and where everything was and a friend had to raise um, a stick I mean, he had to stand on the cooler I think that was Is yeah, this, he had to stand and, on the cooler and this friend was 6 foot 7 mm-hmm. yeah he was he 6 foot 7 okay and he had to stand on a cooler yeah. wow yeah to match the height of the creature uh, in the thermal so what's a cooler? And, another another foot and a half tall, two feet. Yeah, yeah, I got one of those red ones. Um, okay, so I think, yeah, I think they were using my cooler. Yeah. So this thing was over eight feet tall, in other words. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. And remember, I told you I was pretty freaked out um, walking up the hill. Sure. And apparently, um, coming back, um, I didn't know at the time. Come back they were actually right next to that tree that we, we, we walked by, we walked past going up the hill and oh, coming back the, down. The, the night before? No, this, this... Oh, the same when night. We were the heading, same... Okay, yeah, when you were heading night. up the yeah, hill. Were, when you were heading up yeah, the hill, they, they were, were behind there. that tree. Okay. You yeah, sensed it. They were there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think I sensed something. And, and that, really, that really freaked me out knowing that they were right there. They were quiet. These things were quiet. Uh, you don't even you don't even notice that anything's there, you know. And I mean that's how that's how quiet these things are. And um, and and so we so we after we recorded them, we came down the hill, and um, and we told them about because um, because uh, we can we can't see them anymore. We came down, and we we told our friends like, hey guys, you know, um, we got something on thermal. They're right there. And um, but they're not there anymore. And and our our buddies down the fireplace, they said that they actually saw a shadow. They were looking up. They were looking up because there's a moonlight at the time. Mm-hmm. They were looking at the direction uh, where the um, uh, the creature. And they saw uh, a shadow, and they were talking about it. Um, and and so apparently they they saw this. They they kind of experienced the same thing. But we actually have. Uh, thermal um, uh, video of this, right? And that was yeah, that was that was the coolest thing. How and, did you, how did you sleep you know, that you, night? How did you sleep that night? <laughs> so <laughs> so we we stayed really close. Okay, we stayed really close, and um, and look, we're surrounded by trees, and you know if you need to go, you need to go pee. You know sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's the hardest part. Cause you had to go in the trees to do it, and oh man, it was it was tough, cause um, I stayed really close when they had to go pee. <laughs> I'll bet, I'll bet. But you made it through the night, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and, I did, uh, and um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, is that was sort of the turning point for you? And then after that, are you now out regularly looking for Bigfoot? So. You know, now I'm doing more of uh, the PCT and just enjoying the outdoors. I don't, I don't go to to those locations anymore. 
Because <laughs> you had your, I, I, you had your yeah. fill. You had your fill. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm ending. I don't have to wait thirty years to know to to experience. I mean, geez, I casted footprints and everything. Okay, I mean, I, I did all that. I mean, I, I, I witnessed what it's like to have something like bum rush your uh, your campsite and 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 have something observing you on your very okay. first field so, trip. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the most incredible thing and 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 I go okay, so I go up there. I went up there every summer, several times every summer after that to try to get try to elicit some kind of response, wood knocking, calls um but uh, I never I never get that same experience again. But um, but there was there was one time. That, I mean, you know, I didn't I didn't get to this part. But I think I think what I did maybe made them come to the camp. What I did because um, before we uh, on the on the night the therm, I um I was actually you you familiar with the Sierra sound? Well, right. I've I've heard the I've heard the recordings from Ron Moorhead, if that's yeah. what you're referring to. Yes. Yes, that's the sound. Okay. And I'm I'm Leosin. Okay. That when I hear those people, those things talk, I call them people for some reason. <laughs> but <laughs> when I hear those things talk on Ron Moorhead's um, um, a clip, because you can, you can go to YouTube and you can listen to this stuff. Man, they 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 sound. They sound like, like, the people that you know, the 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 elderly people, the OGs when they talk. They they kind of remind me of those people talking sometimes. Like, from Laos, what? you know? from Laos. Yeah, from Laos. Yeah, like very Asianic tone. Yes. You know. So you were were and, you talking in that dialect that night? Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay, and and I was just experimenting. And I was telling Bart this. I said, Bart, this sounds like, like, um, like loud words to me. I mean, not I mean, similar. They're not loud words, but they, they sound. They have this the same tone, right? right? And and I I told him, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him to come eat <laughs> in in the ocean. <laughs> how would that sound? How would how would you say that said, in the ocean? I said, uh, I said. I said uh, Making cow, you know, come eat, come eat food, right? And I, 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 I say those things. I just yell it out, right? And Bart is like laughing. He's like, yeah, right, right. I said, try it though, but you know, it might work. <laughs> and so I did that for for a few minutes, you know. And because I have a theory that maybe Bigfoots, or maybe when they cross a land bridge, you know, right? Um, and and from China. And they made it all over here, and they, they crossed it with the Native Americans, and they they probably familiar with this type of language. Maybe they maybe if they had a language, it's probably something very Asianic in nature. So that's a running theory that I had. Fascinating. And, um, when it went up there, yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. So tell me, I, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Sean, tell yeah. me a little bit before we go. Tell us a little bit about BigfootEvidence.blogspot.com. I mean, this is the this is the most popular, uh, you know, Bigfoot blog in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, at one point it was when I when I was hitting it daily. You know, I was, I was okay. Um, so it was it, at that time it was just Crypto Mundo. And then it was um, Bigfoot Lunch Club, right? It was just, you know, it was just a handful of them. Yeah, just a handful of them. Yeah, just yeah, a handful. And I, I, and I read, uh, I read a lot of tech blogs back then. I'm a very, I'm a very tech, tech savvy person. And um, and I remember um, that you know, just reading big, these Bigfoot blogs. They were kind of, kind of boring, right? Not very exciting at all. Just talking about Patterson Gilman. And then, uh, and so when I got into blogging, I was, you know, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce some snarkiness to this Bigfoot, this Bigfoot world. I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about anything Bigfoot, 
if someone is selling Bigfoot poop out there on eBay, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's what I did. I, I, I blogged about, I mean, I did, I, I posted cause I did, I did full-time blogging on the, um, on the Bigfoot stuff for not food. I had, I had another job too, but I was basically posting 20 blog posts a day. Wow. Okay. It takes a lot, you know, to have to get that kind of traffic. But I, so I was doing 20 articles a day. I remember, um, that was a, that was, that was a certain point when I look back, um, this couple of years ago and I saw that I posted 10,000 articles, right? My word. Um, wow. 10,000 articles. So yeah, I was, so sometimes it's 20, 25 articles a day. So man, um, the blogging about Bigfoot, it, at the time, Bigfoot was kind of boring, you know, kind of boring. There was, but then this whole Justin's media thing happened. And then a month after, uh, maybe a month, yeah, a month after I started blogging, finding Bigfoot announced they were doing a TV show, you know? And so all this stuff started happening at the time I was blogging. I was, I was at the right place at the right time too. Well, and another synchronicity. Maybe, yeah. Another synchronicity. Yeah, yeah. Another synchronicity. And and it was really weird. I, I would. You know, I met so many people after doing the blogging, like Barcatina. Even I even did a live stream with um, not live stream. I, I talked to Bar, um, Creeper Rackman, right? Right. I would never have met these people. You know. It wasn't for the blogging. Like it was just such a odd thing, you know. Just a, so, I'm just a regular guy. So now yeah. people are sending you videos and photographs, and and um, you're yeah. you're posting those on uh, Sasquatchable. Yeah, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel, Bigfoot Evidence, right? What is one word? And I have a website, Squatchable. So the reason why I started Squatchable, um, Bigfoot Evidence, where we I put all the evidence out there, but people were more interested interested in the the reports and stories now. So we do a lot of that these days. Um, but in the beginning, we did a lot of uh, video breakdowns, the slow motion enhancement. But but we have a website, um, Squatchable. And the reason why I started Squatchable was I didn't want to create a blog. I actually wanted to create a, 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 a website where people can um, submit reports and search for reports. Like... You go to the BFRO. I don't think that at that time they didn't have a search bar. Right. You can't just go in there and search for um, baby Bigfoot. Right. Right. Or, or a swimming Bigfoot. You can't do that. And I was frustrated because I'm I'm a blogger, so I, I when I'm doing research, I need to go look at reports, and uh, they don't have a search thing. And so uh, so I was I was like, okay, I saw Kareem own. So that's when I, why I started Scratchable. And yeah, you go on Scratchable, you, um, we got a ton of reports. And what I try to do is I try to aggregate reports from other websites too. Right, right. And it's we like have a, our a own clearinghouse, a one-stop shop for every, all things Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to not make it turn into a blog because um, it's just a place for information. So yeah, you go in there, you search for Swimming Bigfoot, or, um, you know, Bigfoot shooting, you'll find it. You'll find it. And, so, um, there's, so there's, it let's just recap. There's the, the YouTube site, which is Bigfoot Evidence. There's, uh -huh. the, there's the website, Squatchable.com. Uh -huh. And then uh -huh. there's the, um, the uh, BigfootEvidence.blogspot.com. Yes, yes. And yes. how much, and how much are you still going at this 24-7, or have you slowed down a little bit? Um, I slowed down a little bit. Yeah. I am mean, it's just, um, it, I, I, you know, if anyone's ever been in, um, content production, you know, blogging, it takes a toll on you yeah. after a while. Burnout for sure. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a rule. If anybody wants to get into any kind of blogging, Bigfoot or, you know, cars or Star Wars, um, if you want to be successful, you gotta, you gotta always be blogging. That's the, that's the, um, Yes, it's like the it's, it's the same as podcasting. You you have to deliver constantly. And a friend of mine who's a very popular podco 
podcast host, said it's like owning a dairy farm. You can't you can't leave it. You can't leave the cows. You've got to milk them every single day. So yeah. I would imagine blogging is like podcasting. It's like a dairy farm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, when people when people imagine creating a blog or a podcast, they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about this, right? But you run out of things to talk about after the second day, maybe after the first day. If if you don't have, I mean, because you pretty much will exhaust everything if you're not good, you know, in every on your first podcast or. In your, um, whatever, but the if you really want to be good at it, you got to be good at finding content, right? So, what blogging about Bigfoot taught me is that you can actually talk about everything. I mean, if you if you try, there's there's always things to talk about. But Absolutely. Well, you've proven that. I mean, when it comes to <laughs> Bigfoot blogging, you are the guy, Sean Evidence. And uh, it's been a great meeting you. I enjoyed this. I've, I've enjoyed learning about uh, the Justin Smia case, and I hope to learn more about it. And I hope we can talk again sometime. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoy it. Thank you. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words about an upcoming episode of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the star chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier, and a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up Friday, a cancer consultant and author offers a window into the lives of extraordinary cancer patients and the paths they've taken to defy the odds. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats, we need. We need constant petting. <laughs> <laughs>